Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group. It's Friday, December 2nd, 2001, and it is my pleasure to introduce Connie Deacon today. She is the author of Talk Less, Say More, Three Habits to Influence Others and Make Things Happen. And Connie, I am so excited to have a book that only has three of something. We normally have have like <laughs> ten or fifteen or or more, and it's impossible to get that covered uh, adequately in a half an hour. So I am assuming that in the next half hour we can dive pretty deeply into these three. I habits. would think so. You know what, though, my publisher, which was Wiley, I uh, turned the book in. Now remember, folks, this is a book called Talk Less, Say More. And so I wrote a book that was 160 pages, and and they said, well, we need it to be longer because in the publishing world they can charge more for long, you know, the length of the book. And I said, let's think about this for a moment. (laughs) Do we really want a book that says talk less that's long? (laughs) I don't think so. Isn't that the whole purpose of this? And Chicky, are we actually in the year 2001? Oh, did I say that? I think so. <laughs> okay, well, let's maybe I it. heard wrong. Well, no, I I actually yesterday was amazed that it's December already. Uh, so maybe yes, I was going to say wishful thinking that it was 2001, but that was a year for our economy and our uh, the travel industry, which many of our members are a part of. So oh, no, I may I back. may have been off there. My my radar may have been off as, as it is on Fridays. But great speaking with you, so thank you for having me. Well, terrific. Connie, uh, I know that you have just an amazing background, so I'd like you to to hit on some of the high points of that, and then we'll dive right into talking about the book. Oh, you make me do it. Well, <laughs> I could read. I could read. No, the, don't the, read. Uh... It. And and it's not about me. It's about you, folks. So I'll make this very brief. How's that? I just spent about twenty <clears throat> years in the broadcast industry first, and so uh, television talk show host and and news anchor that type of. Uh, in the in the early years, of course, we were hood ornaments. Women were, um, as we were at the anchor desk, but that hopefully was not my role. And so I left that in 2000 to start this business called On Point Communication because I realized that there were really brilliant people, brilliant people like you, who were not able to pare down a message. These <laughs> CEO, and I don't mean you, Chicky, I just mean you as right, everybody no. collectively. <laughs> Everybody you would know who, if you if you knew me better. Oh really? <laughs> well, <laughs> so what I, I, I found, do need this book. <laughs> <laughs> what I found was there were really really smart people, and yet they were challenged by being brief. And so I realized in 2000 that there was a great need out there for this. So I started this this business. So I'm an executive coach and. Um, keynote speaker as well and author from it. But the reason that I think that was so important behind this is that we are all facing the same thing. We are facing people who are distracted, demanding, Mm -hmm. impatient, 
impulsive, on and on and on, and they are no longer willing to listen to us. And anyone with long messages these days, people just tune you out. Or they talk right over you, right. one or the other. And That's the world so, has just so true. changed. Isn't it amazing? You know, um, it, and I think it's really important because people want to be fully heard. They want to be clearly understood, and they want to get positive responses. We want to be influential, but our little window of time to do that for people now has shrunk because attention spans have shrunk. So I believe communication is the single greatest challenge in modern life right now, and I'm really on a mission to help people be more influential and to be able to make things happen in their world. Well, you know, I, I think we do tend to make it much more complicated than it is. And, and uh, since I am a strategic consultant, I love methodologies. And you have boiled down uh, your particular style uh, of communication to three terms, connect, I, convey, mm-hmm. and convince. So why don't you start with connect and tell us what that's all about. Well, connecting in today's world means that we have to tap into what the other person wants and values. And let's think about this for a moment. Most of us skip this step. If we'll be truthful, we realize that we go right into conveying information. And why? Because we're busy and also because we're human. (laughs) And the human part of us wants to get across what we want to say. But the truth is we're living in a narcissistic nation. And we're living in with people who are very, very busy and who must have a sense of the relevance of this to them or they just don't have time for you. And, and what we're talking about here is both interaction skills when you are physically talking to people face-to-face or whether you're on the telephone or even whether you are emailing somebody or doing a presentation. No matter what it is, if people don't feel that it resonates with them and has some relevance, guess what? Delete, delete, delete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are gone. And so today, in order to connect, we have to tap into what they want and value. And my message to you is that it is your responsibility to connect with people, not for them to connect with you. And that's where we go wrong. And there are a number of different ways that I go through in the book on how you can connect with people because I believe in giving you really strong applicable tips, things that you could do right away. I just I am a pragmatist and I just don't like fluff, but I believe that that you can connect with people very well if you will stay in their moment, not your moment, but their moment. If you'll front load your messages, meaning put what's relevant to them first, and then if you'll use Goldilocks candor. And I believe that the right level of candor today is crucial in order to keep people connected to you. And people are tuning you out left and right because they either have their feelings hurt because they feel that you have been too tough on them. And that's what I mean by Goldilocks, not too hard, not too soft, just right. Or... In the case of many women, we are soft-pedaling and sugar-coating, and we're hiding and we're holding back, and we're not delivering news that we should to people for fear that people won't like us. And I was the worst at this, Chicky. I was the worst. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I I could justify it by saying I didn't want to hurt people's feelings, 
Right. But the but the truth of the matter is, I wanted people to like me. And if we'll get honest, self-preservation gets in the way of most connecting. And most people that you have difficulty with communicating with, it's a connecting issue. And it has to do either with the candor or the failure to front-load a message, meaning that you're just squirrel, 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 shiny object, shiny object, you know, <laughs> all over the place, you know, and not putting what's important first. I resemble or, that remark. <laughs> <laughs> or you are staying in your own moment instead of their moment. And today right. that's really hard to do. And it, it's hard to be fully present to begin with, even in our own moment, because we have so many communications coming at us at one time. But in their moment means you've got to really switch roles for a moment and be thinking, what is their moment? What do they value? What's at stake for them? Why might they resist you? Mm-hmm. What kind of time frame do they have? All of these sort of things. So if we'll connect with people, what they will then do is give you permission to convey your information. Because connecting, again, is really about the habit of managing people's attention. And if if you're a weak connector, you have trouble getting people to listen to your ideas. You also may be a very weak connector if you're really impatient or if you multitask when you communicate or if you're have easily you been distracted. Watching me? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this little camera set up in your house, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, you know, I'm I'm looking at uh one of the things I I love uh in in talking to various authors is I love to look at how their books are laid out and I just want to tell our listeners uh all of the things that Connie is talking about are are just laid out so incredibly clearly in her book and she starts oh, thank you. the chapter on the topic and in this case we're talking about connecting so the connect chapter mm-hmm. starts with 10 signs that you may be a weak connector and do you do this and then she lists something and then she tells you where to go to find help so if you're impatient you can actually jump right to the page that you need <laughs> and that's why i did that so yes, if this is your so problem smart. here's the page you go to absolutely right. my publisher fought me on it they said we don't really lay out books like this but i oh, laid the book out it. first thank you i laid it out first and then they ended up copying it. But I said, listen, I, I just I believe so deeply in this that I just I just can't do it another way. For example, the old style in books was you would put like your um about the author first and you would put all of your acknowledgments first. Mm-hmm. I said, That's not what the reader wants. You don't front load a book. That that's front loading what I what's important to me, not to the reader. Let's get right, right to their moment, if they've picked up this book, Talk Less, Say More, and how to influence people, it's because they want to learn how to influence, and let's get right to it. And I'm trying to make it really easy. So I'm glad you like the layout. Thank you. It's a little Well, it, it's just, I mean, you use the word that you like to do practical tips, but I, I yeah. want to just uh, hone in on something here because you talk about pointers for being in the here and now, which I think yeah. is so hard for so many people. We are so used to um, having to fight for attention, uh, particularly those that are in corporate jobs where they spend all day in a conference room or you know, dashing back and forth between their office to take a conference call and going back to a conference room to meetings. And so 
they spend their time trying to interject their thought. And so they're waiting more for a break in conversation Mm -hmm. than they are listening. And all they're trying to do is to figure out how to slot in what they want to say. And so you give some really practical tips here about showing respect, not racing ahead, aim for the heart and not the head, don't be a drifter, focus on people, not electronics. And then these last groups, Uh, of these are watch for eye movement, observe their lips, notice the tongue, and adapt your style, you know, in response, I'm I'm assuming. But I'd like you to talk just a little bit about uh, this world we live in, which is so electronic, and uh, in particular, conference calls and uh, an email which doesn't allow us to watch eye movement and observing lips yeah. and noticing the tongue. We're not quite sure what's going on on the other end of the communication. It, it's a mess what's happening today. But first, you know what? I'd like to uh, to define listening because I think it's changed. Mm-hmm. Listening is the desire to hear. Mm. And I don't believe that many people really have that desire anymore. They don't really want to hear other people. I mean, all you have to do is is look on the Internet now and see all these god-awful comments people leave everywhere, all over places. People just want to be heard. Right. And and nobody's really listening. And so if you're doing conference calls with people, it is very difficult because you do not get those visual signals. And I'm seeing messes all over the place. So what I advise my clients to do here, too, is when you are doing conference calls, is to call people out at the beginning and get people involved and keep that interaction at some point going. Otherwise, you know exactly what people are doing. They're email. And they put you on mute. They're not really listening. They're not paying attention. And so to stay connected to people and show them that we do respect them if we really respect them, then we want their input and we need to ask for it. And we need to implement it whenever we can. That is uh, profound. No, well, thank you. Simple, <laughs> nice but but profound. So let's, let's talk about, uh, in fact, you've got a chapter called The Eyes Trump the Ears. Yeah. Use the dominant sense. Can you tell oh, us yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, this is about conveying. As we move to the second habit now of conveying information, conveying is about portion control today. We are bombarded with so very, very much information, clutter, I call it, that in order to really get to clarity today, we need to use portion control. And if you're that person that sends an email that's three screens long with five attachments, guess what? <laughs> Nobody's reading it. And if you're the one who leaves emails or voice messages, for example, that are so long that you get cut off and you have to call back, you have this problem. <laughs> if you're the presenter who always goes over in time and you notice people looking at their watches or if you see people spinning their ink pens, if people are communifaking on you, meaning they will pretend that they have a phone call they have to take so that they can leave, you've got this problem. And so right. conveying information today, we have to be able to do so in a way that you can get across a lot of information 
without confusing people. So what I mean by the eyes trump the ears is that we need to use visuals a lot more than we do. Vision is your dominant sense. Did you realize actually that the newest brain research tells us that you, your brain, will process information ten times faster if you see it than if you hear it? And so therefore, we're wasting a lot of time talking at people when we could be showing them something. And that's why I advocate, too, instead of just conference calls, that you put something on the web or something to guide people's glance to get their eyeballs on something so that you can now truly capture their attention. And so the eyes trump the ears. We need to be able to use this as a shortcut to provide information to people. Now, all visuals are not created equal. Lord knows, I spend a lot of time uh, working with people on presentation skills, and I believe presentations. Yes, by power. Oh, presentations today are deeply broken, deeply, deeply broken. People are not really using PowerPoint as slides. They're using them as documents. And by doing so, what's happening is you've got word by word people hosting readathons and reportathons. We're reporting at people instead of resonating. We are just merely informing and not trying to influence anybody to do something. And as a result, we are wasting people's time. And so we must be careful. The eyes trump the ears. Give them visuals, but they must be good visuals. Don't undermine your great message by bedazzling a slide. Don't decorate a slide, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Design it, but don't have things whirling in and bedazzle the darn thing. But so use visuals, but on this same point, realize that in real life, you are the first visual. Mm, I love that. So talk to me about talking in triplets. What's the magic of three? Ah, It's just you have been brought up in threes. The human brain loves, loves, loves three. You have been brought up on it, whether it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the three stooges, the three musketeers, any of that. For your own personal safety, you've learned to do things in threes, whether that was stop, drop, and roll, any of those. In education, you have reading, writing, and arithmetic. Sports, all of their, you know, NBA, uh, NFL, uh, PGA, all these kind of things. Uh, The television networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Mm -hmm. uh, PBS, on and on and on, day, month, year, you name it. You, your brain, is very comfortable with three. So what's happening is you can use that very powerfully by presenting information to people, by giving them three choices or three ideas. They feel comfortable with it. They feel satisfied but not overwhelmed. And that's the problem. We go wide and shallow most times, giving people lots of information, thinking that we're giving them all the information they need in order to make a good decision. But what we've actually done is used what I call the fire hydrant habit, which means we flood people with way too much information. So I advocate, let's say it's in an email, I advocate that you use bullet points in your emails and that you have these little lists, chunk them into threes. People are not off-put by that. They will not set that aside. They can make a decision on the spot. 
And then if you have those people in your life who seem to not be able to make a decision, even if you give them three things, ask them to eliminate one. Don't do that. Another little trick. But all kinds of ways that, that you can use triplets, you know, buried through the book there. But, but even I tried to live that. I mean, connect, convey, convince. Exactly. You know, it's it just it works. Well, so let's jump to convincing because I okay. know um, there are a lot of people who feel like they're good communicators, but they can't close. And yeah. whether they're in sales or not, I, I think doesn't even matter. Those people who need to be able to get a group of people to move in a certain direction, yeah. uh, a leader who needs their staff to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so give us uh, a couple of the, the key points of what makes a weak convincer and then well, talk us through uh, some of the ways to fix that. You bet. And here's the thing that the people who cannot convince people um, do not themselves realize what's at stake. And they haven't thought of that other person, what's at stake for them. They haven't thought through why might this person resist and they haven't realized that what we really need to do to convince somebody is to convince them that the pros outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we just don't think on that. So you'll know you're weak if people resist you or if they delay all the time. They go back and forth and back and forth. And there's a lot of salespeople who are really good connectors, but they never finish. They never close. Mm-hmm. And that's because they simply fail to ask for a specific commitment. Many times it's out of fear because convincing is all about you personally. Mm-hmm. Are you decisive? Are you trustworthy? Do they buy into you? Do they buy into the fact that you are both credible and likable? All of these things get in, in the way of people saying yes or making a decision. And so convincing is all about you. And if you come well, across as mm-hmm. indecisive, for example, you're not going to convince people. Mm-hmm. Did you want to ask something there? Well, no, I just wanted to interject. I, I love um, in, in Chapter 11 you talk about creating commitment, not compliance, yeah. and that people yeah. should feel as if they're volunteering, yeah. not surrendering. Yeah. And, you know, I know in so many cases, again, particularly in sales, it's easy to remember times when you've just given in because, you know, the the other person just won't Stop. And, it, and unless yeah. you buy or hang up, you know, yeah. you just you can't get out of it. And and that's not that doesn't set you up for success and and for having people come back. From not at all. That's just a short. You're playing the short game, and then they will avoid the heck out of you in the future. And today, it's really easy to avoid people. We have caller ID, <laughs> and then your emails. It's delete, 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 delete. Right. And people, oh, yeah, once you get on somebody's list like that, you're done. And so you want people to feel committed, and committed comes about because they trust you and they feel that you're somebody that they both feel is quite credible in that you know your stuff, but they also like you and that you're not off-putting. And there are many people who are very off-putting in ways that they do not realize. And two of these in in particular would be your face and your voice. And I know people talk about body language all the time and all, but but I um, believe very firmly that we turn a lot of people off with our face. 
We don't intend to, but it's because our resting face. So think about your face at this moment and, and how you're, you're sitting there. Um, if you just have your resting face, you look like you smelled something bad. <laughs> and if people frequently say to you, is everything okay? Is anything wrong? <laughs> you've, you've got this issue, but there is a very simple solution to this. I call it the magic move, and that is to take the outside of your lips, okay? And there's two muscles there called the levator labi muscles. They're located on the outside of your lips. Pull those up. Now, don't expose your teeth at all. Do not show me, you know, a big smile here. Just pull them up. Now, feel up further. The apples of your cheek are now showing. Your eyes start dancing. It's magical. And the reason that this is important is because the newest brain research tells us that we have mirror neurons. And mirror neurons in our brain meaning that we reciprocate the emotions that we feel from other people. And so sometimes you're unable to create this commitment from people because they are resisting you because they think that you are either an angry person or a difficult person, and they just want to resist you. And then the same with the voice. Good news. With this magic move, you also lift your vocal cords, which creates warmth in your voice. So you can have this kind of voice, or you can lower them down and sound like this or you sound like you're angry all the time, or you're mad. Now, who wants to call back a person who sounds like this? You're going to get your head bit off. And if you're in a presentation or any kind of interaction, do you really want to be dead? Right. No. <laughs> dead or alive? Let's go for alive. I have a picture in the book there <laughs> that I had captured at the same time of, of Bill Clinton and Bob Dole on TV at the same moment there together that will show you the difference between dead and alive. And Bill Clinton really gets this. And as a, as a um, result, people always think how charismatic he is. He's doing this and then something else that I, I call the opposite eye technique, meaning that you, you take your two eyes, but you only look at the other person's one eye. You choose one of their eyes to look at. And then you shift over time and look at their other eye. But look at one eye at a time. You can maintain eye contact with a person for a very long time. And they will not feel uncomfortable. They will not feel that you're staring at them. It's really very quite something. Yeah, it's really neat. You learn these kind of things on TV, you see. You've know, you <laughs> got to come up with these things, Chicky. Well, Connie, the, the book is so amazingly practical, and in fact, it, it ends with a, a uh, section that helps you kind of take an assessment of, of where you could improve and uh, come up with your, your own notes about the tactics that Connie has laid out. So I highly recommend this book. In fact, uh, I am going to dig into it with a pen in hand this weekend because, and and I I was laughing clearly not at you but at myself throughout this as I recognized uh, various behaviors that I do without thinking and and clearly <laughs> I need to think more about uh, how I'm communicating. Definitely talk less and say more. So, And you know what, Chucky? Uh, it's not just you. It's all of us today. It's every single one of us. It's something we will never totally master because it is the human element and whatever mm -hmm. happens in our life. But if we understand there's been a monumental power shift now, the listener holds the power, not us, because we all have weapons of mass distraction. 
<laughs> meaning our cell phones and our computers. Right. And so we really have to learn how to talk less and say more so that we still stay, stay relevant today. Well, Connie, thank you so much for spending time with us this afternoon. Again, Connie's book is Talk Less, Say More, Three Habits to Influence Others and Make Things Happen. Those three habits are connect, convey, and convince. Connie, where can our listeners reach you and learn more about your speaking and uh, your coaching practice? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, they could come to my website, which is ConnieDeacon.com, and that's uh, common spelling of Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E. Deacon is D as in dog, I-E-K-E-N, ConnieDeacon.com. And that is where they can get. Uh, there's my blog there. Uh, there's an iPhone app for this, too. If you're an iPhone person, there's a free app that has the highlights. doesn't have the full book on it, of course, but it but uh-huh. it has the highlights of that. I have a blog there, newsletter, all kinds of information, because I'm really on a mission to help people be more influential and so help you really transform from a talker into an influencer. So thank you for having me. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's terrific. And for our members, you can find out more about Connie and uh, connect with her directly via email uh, through our Executive Girlfriends group site on cubeless.com. And for those of you who are not members of the Executive Girlfriends group, you can learn more about EGG on www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. And we are going to take the call uh, offline now for our members to have a chance to chat uh, without being recorded. So hang on, Connie, and uh, I will uh, terminate the recording. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.